Yeah, it's recording now. is done so Kumudini you were diagnosed in childhood right what was your age uh, my symptoms started uh, like in during my childhood like that was 13 but actual diagnosis happened like when i was 20 okay i'll start with you right <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hello. Uh, all right then. Uh, one second. Just setting everything up. Even I was diagnosed at twenty. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking I was diagnosed way too late. So, okay. Window capture done. Okay, ready then. One second, I'll ask people also. Kumudini, if you can just post a message in your group now, like women's group, that's this. This is starting. Yeah. Just post a message. Okay. Yeah. You do that, then we'll begin. Okay. Done. One second. One second. Uh, you have a Facebook link or anything? Just, just say like uh, it's live on our Facebook page, something. Just write facebook dot com slash crow. I'll send you the link. Yeah. Just say that. uh like when they click on this link then check the live section it should be there <clears throat> okay You have a sister, Tanya. Yeah. That photos on the back, like it, yeah. it's you sisters. Yeah, she's older than me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. I'll begin then.
something has happened. Yeah, okay. Uh, hi, everyone. Hopefully, we are audible and visible. So just give us a minute to check that, as always. So... Yeah, we are audible and visible. So <laughs> once again, hi everyone. Uh, yeah, today we are here to continue our last week's discussion on chronic illness and stigma. And a lot of things were said last time and we focused on the general concept of stigma and the general stereotypes that everyone with a chronic illness across the world faces. But today we are going to be discussing things that are specific to Indian culture and specific to Indian society. So um, I think the theme of our discussion last time was just like not to assume, yeah, like not to, for people to not to assume things about chronic illness, chronic, chronically ill people and like just, just to talk to us. So, but yeah, people do assume things and I think like a lot of stuff is said and I think that's where we want to begin from today. So like Kumudini, uh, you were diagnosed very early, right? Like you had symptoms very early and you were diagnosed at 20. So like uh, what things yeah, were said yeah. to you, do you think like during your childhood, when you, when you were in your teen years, like what things were said to you, like mm -hmm. about your illness and stuff? Yeah, like it all started like in my teens when I was almost 13 years or something. I was still my, in my school and uh, at that age, definitely even I didn't know like what was happening with me. Like suddenly my body texture changed and the way I looked and my eyes especially was swollen and my complete body was completely differently visible. The visibility of mine was uh, a little awkward as well. So like everyone started like taunting at me, like what is happening with you? And, uh, and people didn't know like how exactly they have to speak with a child at that age. And they started uh, throwing all those um, uh, word, uh, words, which uh, usually typical Indians use, like uh, maybe some bad karma <laughs> of which you are, uh, has made you like this. And at this young age, you're suffering so much uh, and you're not cautious about your uh, health or anything. You eat everything on road or anything. So basically, I wasn't uh, that kind of a girl who ate any bakery stuffs or anything. I was very... But yeah, I used to love junk food and all. But still, yes. when people started taunting me on those styles, it used to be like really awkward. And uh, at that age, you know, you don't know, like whatever people tell, we take it so seriously. And I even started uh, giving up on even those junk food as well. Like I was so very particular on my food then. Like what if somebody tells me, like if you're, if you're fat, you're not... Uh, uh, concerned about your health, anything, even small, small, minute uh, suggestions. I used to take it so seriously and uh, that itself ruined so much of my life, I think. Yeah, like, and like, like I didn't used to consume a lot comes of, to even the, yeah, no, no, keep going, keep going. Yeah. 
yeah especially when it comes to the body image also like uh, suddenly i started losing on weight and for that also i used to get so many suggestions like try this try that why are you so ignorant about your health so whatever people used to tell i just used to start trying it but uh, like it had a very bad effect on my health as well and i didn't know anything about crohn's or my intestine which was silently getting damaged but still i was throwing a lot of pressure on my stomach and my intestines unknowingly um why did you feel like this i want to ask that why did you do all those things like did you feel like mental pressure or like societal pressure to comply with whatever everyone else was saying exactly yeah i was like so concerned because all my peers were like looking so good and they were like happily roaming around very chubby and all but something was very bad <laughs> wrong with me or i was so ignorant i didn't know because at that age though i had no clue what was happening and i i i used to feel that it was my obligation that i have to do or whatever people tell me and nobody should point out on me next time so that was like a very big pressure on me yeah yeah like with me like i didn't used to consume a lot of junk food but like right before i was diagnosed i was doing an internship so like i had to travel and sometimes i would eat junk food <laughs> then everyone was like so as like all my life i have eaten nothing and like just for this like i can't get this much like punishment for like just eating one burger for like <laughs> a month or something yeah yeah anya was it like similar with you um i mean i've had all sorts of things that you know like oh you're probably lazy that's why your joints hurt or like you're not doing this you're not doing that i mean in general i feel like indian society will say something regardless if you're doing things right or wrong um but then when they have a reason i guess to kind of comment then it's just like 10 times worse uh, yeah but like did you feel the same pressure from your parents or like other people like to act on whatever they were saying I think I did because I felt like I needed to prove that I was trying everything I could um and that I wasn't like purposely doing this to myself um but I imagine in India it would be a lot worse cuz you're surrounded <laughs> by everyone <laughs> yeah, yeah the problem here is like everyone starts giving their suggestions they think like they have known it much better than what <laughs> even the doctors knows so like and we like without knowing we start following each and everything and we start ruining our lives then yeah yeah i think and just because yeah, of I... that pressure like nobody should point out on us and even we should uh, be the same like how our peers look or they perform so with that pressure we start uh, like pressurizing our bodies or our stomach whatever um, mentally and both physically mm-hmm. this is what uh, uh, is the yeah. problem i think do you think like the pressure was no like the pressure was just from your peers or like from elderly in the family or like relatives also because i think in india we have that concept of like in indian society that we have to respect our elders and like mm-hmm. do whatever they say so like did you face anything that kind <laughs> yeah, of yeah more, more pressure was from uh, elders and family relatives uh, peers was just a comparison like see that friend of yours he's so stout and very healthy uh, and you are of same age why are you not uh, 
uh, taking care of your health or especially it start from marriage uh, because that uh, they are considered that we are like ready for marriage and they start comparing on those terms like if you are so weak now how will you be able to manage your family when you grow up and get married all those kinds of taunts uh, uh, these were the ones which uh, really irritates yeah i think to be honest i think even living in england i heard it from like loads of elderly relatives like i don't know it's just like that like pity mentality like why her why this and it's just like indirectly it is taunts but they're trying to i guess be like considerate i don't know but um it's definitely like i know my parents didn't want to tell um people back in india or quite traditional family members because they were like they're going to jump to the kind of conclusions you just mentioned about what indian people do <laughs> um like i was today thinking about this a bit so like basically i think like in our in like in our culture or society it's like like i think sickness is like some like even with the karma comments right i think they view sickness as some kind of punishment or like like see some like shameful like tag that like once you are sick like either you are like yeah. an untouchable or something or like like it's some kind of punishment mm-hmm. so and then yeah like people like to hide like the fact that like somebody is suffering from such an illness so like i don't think that people understand that these illnesses are like it's not in our control or like these can happen to anyone like it's it's a natural thing like to be sick right like of like yeah there are sicknesses that people get when they like indulge let's say like smoking or like uh too much alcohol or something like that but yeah with these illnesses like it's not in our control like <laughs> like but i don't know there's this view that i think people think that this is some kind of punishment and like yeah like last time also we discussed that we must have done something wrong and then like you are saying that you know yeah people hide the fact that someone in our family is suffering from this kind of thing or especially with girls i think mm-hmm. it's especially more pronounced because like like i want us like when did you start getting these comments like how how young you were you before like you started getting this comments about marriage and like stuff oh uh, yeah it was like i was in my teens i just ju- had just entered my teens during those days and still in school uh i basically i was from a very healthy family like my parents or my even my siblings used to think like fever or anything we have to get only like twice in a year that's it and it shouldn't go over otherwise you are like very weak or something that's how they used to consider and you have to be so strong to lift even one big bucket of water or anything like that that sort so when they started seeing me like being so weak and very fatty all the time uh they started telling me like why are you so weak why is this happening with you like i mean it's not a empathizing way but a very sympathizing way so that used to hurt me a lot and during those times itself whenever i used to attend any functions or anything with my siblings or my cousins uh yeah definitely those relatives whoever used to see me in that group they used to compare me with those people and they started giving such comments yeah it all started from teens itself like um, that's how uh, people used to like target people i don't know like they think like they are giving doing some favor by suggesting but uh, <laughs> nobody even thought that that's not the way to actually suggest something to a teenage girl <laughs> and it had a lot of impact on my mental health as well like 
uh, I started feeling too inferior to go out, step out and be in the group, show up or uh, raise my voice or anything. I used to be very, feel very inferior to even uh, make even a small comment also. Like uh, I used to feel like, oh, if I tell something about others, maybe it will hit me back as a karma. That, that hard it was, it had uh, stayed in my uh, mind. So <laughs> I don't know, it all, uh, how people did, used to Did you like, everything. did you ever speak back to anyone like in like ever, like did you ever speak back to anyone who made these comments? Yeah, uh, I mean, not at that age, but when this started growing like anything, like uh, maybe after some two, three years or maybe even five years, uh, I reached a saturation point and I felt like, no, I just can't handle this anymore. And by the time I had reached my college and I used to see people uh, like how they used to act. And I started seeing more people who used to face mental issues in college. So at least I'm lucky enough to see, uh, have been uh, educated in such a college where mental health was taken as a priority. So that is how I got a little courage and start speaking back to people, at least in not a, in a not very rude way or uh, like that. But at least I used to tell, no, this is not what is happening. There is something else which is bothering me. And uh, this is none of your business. And uh, I think my parents are educated enough to take me to a proper doctor. And it takes time, at least the, these much of uh, statements I used to make. And it took at least some five years to make that. Like how did people Before respond? It to be like just like, listening. Yeah, how did the response? Yeah, they started giving me back like in front of me. They used to be like, "Oh, okay," but I backside uh, to my parents. They used to go and uh, like see how your daughter is behaving. elders or anything. And yeah, yeah. This continued for a longer time and. The more they commented like that, and the more uh, like uh, stubborn I used to become. The next time it used to be like even more bad. <laughs> yeah, but but then like like with me like when this happens like there's a cycle of I think at some point like you begin to doubt yourself like some point at some point like I used to think like maybe I am really rude or something like that. Then like it used to like have a negative impact. Like always doing that like. Yeah. talking back to people and, then and I really we start to getting too hmm. yeah that's what we feel within ourselves but uh, at some point of time I used to think like if I don't speak out like that those people will not uh, stop speaking uh, in that sense so yeah anger I don't know like how I used to burst out like anything I used to be a very silent kid till then but uh, once these started, uh, I don't know how, I changed a lot, I think. I really gave me so much of courage to speak out, I feel. Tanya, did you like speak back to people? How was, how was your experience with this? I mean, I feel like, I feel like people do kind of view me as rude because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, I don't know, like with like relatives and stuff, I just leave it to my parents to kind of talk for me. But I spoke back to my parents a lot for them to know how to say the right things. Um, and like, like my, my parents are sometimes like, oh, you know, like you have people on Facebook from India who are like, you know, relatives and stuff. You know, they might think, oh, she's look at their daughter. Like she's like got problems or whatever. I'm just like, I don't care. I just block them or just unfriend them. <laughs> I think you just hit a point where like 
no one's gonna stand up for you other than yourself so might as well yeah like don't you like like even with me like i'm like kind of seeing that rebel kid kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> like don't you ever feel like like it's hurting you or like maybe like it's like i don't know like with me like doing too much of it sometimes like i feel like I, what if like this is what i become like a grumpy person or someone like who's talking back at everyone else do you think like yeah yeah um, many times i did feel like that because uh, i was never such kind of a person who used to speak back like that i was uh, like a very uh, silent kind of a kid and people pleasing that kind of a person but um, once these things started i i started feeling bad about myself as well like why am i doing like that this is not the right way to tell people and sometimes i used to console myself because they don't know what is happening with me and due to that ignorance they are making such statements why should i even throw throw back on them like whatever they they are doing on me like i shouldn't be doing that to them as well right so but um, yeah i don't know like it, it is, used to come this is spontaneously yeah. like <laughs> this is like what indian That's culture funny. is right like don't speak back to people like however mm-hmm. much koi bura kare yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amount of bad they do to you just our upbringing is like that mm-hmm. yeah like but that like i don't know yeah like tanya like did you get that kind of feelings that like did you doubt yourself or like something like that Yeah because when I was really struggling with like frustration with my health um I was a really moody and stuff and my family would always be like oh you change you're so like grumpy rude etc um but for me it's like if you speak to me nicely and you respect me I'm not going to talk to you like that cuz only if you if you're going to give me something bad then you're going to get it back uh, so I try to like console myself in that way but obviously hearing that other people like you guys do the same and feel the same then it's fine <laughs> yeah like i think yeah like uh, it's yeah that same thing that uh, don't be disrespectful and something like that i don't know it kind like there are days when like if there's a very bad encounter like sometimes it just like somebody says something too extreme and then like i have to say a lot of things then that day like i really think about like what i said like was it too much or like too less but yeah like uh, i don't know but i think i have made this kind of an image in my family that, you know like nikhil will say something just like yeah so, yeah yeah after that people started uh, fearing to speak with us as well <laughs> this lady is a little arrogant we can't mess up with her that that kind of a statement i used to hear yeah. and more uh, irritating thing was like at the very initial stage itself people used to tag me with like uh, maybe like a uh, split personality or this could be the effects of black magic and such thing like i w- <laughs> i never used to believe such thing and like, in our family we never used to even think about such things but when people started telling these things I started hating myself for carrying those things like whatever people used to tell because at the age of 13 or 14 it used to be like uh whatever people tell we believe that how we were like so I, that what made me like hate myself to the maximum extent and it had a very bad effect on my health as well like when after few years when I took a therapy uh my therapist like used to tell me like you have 
been a lot of torture to your mental health or your body like by hating yourself a lot and i had to take a couple of sessions to actually come out of it that is interesting because like i don't think there's a positive attitude around therapy like in our culture mm-hmm. like so like how did that happen like did you face any resistance Uh, yeah actually yeah i never knew anything about these i only used to hear about such things during my college days but i was reluctant to go like uh, how can i go alone or i need somebody else to accompany me or nobody there was no push actually but i just used to hear that uh, by taking a therapy like uh, we might uh, become a little better or something i used to hear a few people taking it as well uh, but uh, when i started volunteering with other people uh, they they used to like uh, do a lot of campaigns regarding these things so that's when i made a strong mind yes i have to go for it and luckily even my father was looking out for something of that sort then so that's how i started um, taking therapies and uh, it really did a miraculous uh, changing in my life i think Tanya, like, how's your like? Have you ever taken therapy like mm-hmm. for this? So, like, how was it like in your family? Like, when you told them, or like, how did it go? My mom was born in England, so she's a lot more understanding. My dad was born in India. He sometimes is like, it's a waste of money, um, or like. If you just want to talk, you can talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the most cool. <laughs> It's just talking, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it goes around. I don't even know. Do people even know what therapy is in India? Therapy? What? Do people know what therapy is in India? Yeah, yeah. That's what. Like, it's it's. like yeah. that's that's why i was surprised with kumar because like i rarely hear people like taking therapy for this like even when we started like cc's like we did a couple of sessions and like very few people attended and like yeah like right now there's but i think yeah like with like like right now there's a kind of a movement like people are mm-hmm. i think discussing more about mental health because of the pandemic or something but yeah before this like it was almost non existent like i think going to a psychologist was like you are mad basically you are already crazy so uh-huh. that's where going to a psychiatrist Actually, was like was a lot yeah there was a lot of reluctance in my family as well initially my dad also hesitated like what if people get no and they tag me with a different kind of like have you told maybe you're mad or something so but i took a lot of time to actually make a decision also to take a therapy to take one counseling session that's how i we thought okay without getting like at least my dad he took a strong stand okay let me because by that time we had tried almost everything whatever people said like maybe it be like doctors or even those black magic or uh, <laughs> uh, split personality yeah maybe that was the reason like once people started tagging me with all those things like black magic or uh, this thing that's why he wanted to like make it a double sure get double sure that these are not the effects or if something of that sort is there at least by to cleanse with those stuffs that's how it all started and luckily i could find one good therapist during those days and it all started by there Like, let's let's talk about black magic because <laughs> i think that's interesting so <laughs> what happened with me was like my family was never like very religious until <laughs> i got sick like my mom was never very religious like she used to believe in that work is work workshop like 
fund okay <laughs> and then suddenly what happened like i am sick like two years i am not you know getting better now suddenly like people are saying things so like there are havans going on there are some things going on and then i get my kundli made like <laughs> and then we go from pandit to pandit like taking opinion and every pandit is like oh there's nothing wrong with your kid he'll be like better in two months after two months we go again like <laughs> no again he'll be better in two months so yeah like i think this thing is like so like i think omnipresent in like indian families and stuff and like whenever something goes wrong like first thing is like yeah kala jadoo black magic and like someone's nazar and something like that yeah. so irritating like and like i come from a science background like every time sit there and like just you know like scold myself like nikhil why are you here you know this is not true like why are you like i used to feel like ashamed of myself like why am i doing this like like yeah but yeah more it's mom family everything so like you have to go. and i used to like you know like silently in my mind i used to like sarcastically talk to them. yeah yeah two months yeah yeah <laughs> you have to do that kind of thing like i never used to like i knew it wasn't true but like it was kind of torture having to go through all of that those things yeah yeah i don't know how many number of babas or pujaris uh, i had visited by then I, they used to give me like so many amulets and threads like to wear like it, it, during my school days also like my hand used to be filled like this much of threads yeah. and it used to be so embarrassing in front of my other friends like why i'm wearing so much and my neck also it used to be filled with all those stuff like <laughs> very embarrassing i feel yeah but right. yeah no. like my parents also like a possible um, solution they anyone gave like try with these people try with that person he is good in that and we used to go like uh, travel a lot of distances as well just to find one solution for this but unfortunately nothing worked out and yeah as time passed i got diagnosed and now yeah, that's why i i always tell that i celebrate my diagnosis because at least finally i could find something like where i can tell people oh no this is the thing which is happening with me that's why i'm like this yeah like like i understand the desperation because like we are not getting any answer so like yeah why not because ultimately we want just to, just to be well right but yeah i think it's it's kind of detrimental like when it keeps happening and like you continue on doing that thing and tanya like how how's your experience like i think we talked about, <laughs> we talked about this and yeah. it's like yeah just talk about it a bit yeah i could go on for ages <laughs> i don't I, my parents have been very religious they always have been um and i when we were born they got our kundalini made and we've been to pundits in london in india and apparently it's my rahu mada show whatever um <laughs> and you know i've heard all these different things Apparently I'm going to be better by the end of this year. We'll see. You're going you're going to be Apparently I'm going to be better by the end of this okay, year. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, apparently's going to disappear. Um <laughs> But yeah, um I've tried a lot. I mean, I have um these on right now. <laughs> um haven't done anything. Um I I was telling Nico ages ago that the pundit said that I have to sleep with my head facing north 
with a cup of water with sugar in it and then every day I have to put it outside um by a tree apparently <laughs> it's gonna get rid of my bad dreams it didn't do anything <laughs> um my parents have you know done the burning the chilies all of that stuff um yeah I just tried everything I think we've been to the mandir and like done like puja for shani I don't know literally tried everything like initially it feels like I don't know like for a while it feels funny but then after a time don't you feel like it's taxing to you and like it's it's actually like giving a bit of stress like like don't you feel stressed doing all these things like getting through all this routine and like like how do you feel about all this yeah i mean i've stopped the the water thing absolutely i just told my mom <laughs> and i was like yeah cuz i had to put a shoe upside down as well next to my bed i was like i can't that kind of stuff happens in like rural india like <laughs> i was like i can't do this anymore it's not helping and my parents are like are you sure i was like is there's no point you, it does get frustrating um especially have you had bad dreams though like because of that like have you had bad dreams like when you were doing that did you have bad dreams though like, yeah okay. <laughs> didn't want you have like empirical evidence um and it feels so stupid being in england and doing it yeah but that's even worse yeah but like did you ever feel like Like, apart from this like did did it ever affect your mental health like doing all this thing like constantly going to this things like instead of like like you were diagnosed for very undiagnosed for very long right so like mm-hmm. in in between all of this you were doing all this things so like did it ever affect your mental health i mean i'm still doing it even after i've been diagnosed which is a bit <laughs> stupid um it definitely took up a lot of time in my mind i would be googling how do you find out if you've got nazar on you um stupid things like that um and there was like a i think a phase of like a year where i would be constantly stressed trying to figure out exactly what it is um and then there's all these theories that is this person who's put nazar on me stop putting things on social media all this type of stuff um and it felt like i couldn't live my life the way i want to because other people might put nazar on me and apparently that makes me ill um it was a, like suffocating i don't know how to explain it. it's just like imposing restrictions on yourself for no apparent reason <clears throat> yeah in my family actually like this has affected more like this has affected my mom more than me like the like nang she is now religious and like the only reason she is now religious is like because of fear mm-hmm. that like i'll get sick again and yeah this nazar thing she didn't used to do this do these things ever but like yeah, every <laughs> sunday she will get that salt and like do that thing and yeah like i don't know and yeah for like in between when i was visiting this pandits like like i used to get mad at myself and yeah like i think that at like when these things are going consistently like it affects your thinking also like suddenly you are searching like how to get rid of nazar and like <laughs> it's literally like getting brainwashed mm-hmm. like i feel, i used to feel like that yeah. in my family it was the other way like 
my mom never used to believe in such things but my dad used to like uh, fall for that my dad and my grand grandmom so what used to happen is like they used to taunt at my mom saying that see what kind of a mother you are you're not taking care of your daughter properly sometimes like she used to argue like these are not uh, what we have to do like yeah we are spiritual we do puja at home but she never used to believe in such practices but later what happened was like even she started feeling like what am i doing something wrong is this what is happening with her why shouldn't i not support that and even she started supporting that and she used to like like um, do like however you said like sundays bring salt and do all those nazar utana and such thing and all but yeah ultimately i don't know what uh, <laughs> gave us proof but yeah uh, this made me more spiritual i can say because more than religious i started reading a lot of uh, books on karma especially <laughs> because that's what the word i used to hear a lot but then i started realizing what actual karma is and that yeah it just said that whatever good deeds we made that's how we we stay happy so i just believe in that statement and i started volunteering i started helping out people and um, yeah from there on like i just uh, it it became much easier for me yeah like uh, i think with all this like like this is to prevent wrong right but we are like chronically ill something is going to happen to us hopefully not but <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and i just think like even after doing all this like spent it, it's econo- like there's economic cost to all this also right and even after doing all this something bad does happen mm-hmm. then like i think at one point then people will be like you didn't do that thing mm-hmm. like you didn't do that thing that part or like something this or this this or that kind of thing and i think like yeah it's on our parents also like there will be i think they'll feel guilty also like we maybe we might have done that or something so yeah it's it's very bad like whatever this thing is all the superstition and this thing like it's good but like yeah matlab it it's like i don't like it feels i feel like like when wrong does happen then we get into that you know like cycle of guilt that maybe mm-hmm. we should have done something more or like this something or then yeah like I know it's a scam, but <laughs> what can we do? Like you know, what used to happen in the background is like if you don't listen to somebody's or somebody's suggestion, like if they suggest you to go and meet some person, and if we are a, a little reluctant, yeah, we have seen a lot of that. People don't stop there; they start gossiping behind us. Like, see, I told that person to go there, take her to that person. They didn't listen. They're very yeah. arrogant, and such kind of. Uh, statements keep coming up and that will make them even more uh, like low or they start going yeah. into depression yeah and then this thing like yeah they are rude they they didn't listen so like they are arrogant and stuff yeah i don't know what like, kind of parents are there uh, yeah yeah even like stigmatizing <laughs> parents of kids with chronic illnesses yeah i feel like i've gone to a point though where i find this stuff funny cuz it's so stupid And I say to my dad next time we go to India I want to see Tantric because I want to see what he has to say. <laughs> and I feel like I could write a book about all the stupid explanations I've been given. Yeah. That's the only thing left like a Tantric. <laughs> yeah, but it's like even with the Tantrics like like I I think we have heard a lot of news that people have slaughtered their own children. Yeah. like because of sun like that is insane like i know like, 
how like how does this thing exist like yeah, there's absolutely like like i don't know like okay it can exist maybe like you believe in it like there's a minority of people who believe in it okay okay you can exist but i think again yeah like making assumptions and like forcing those things on us like that's the constant thing like across everywhere like it's just like people forcing a lot of things on on us like mm-hmm. from diet to like superstition to all this like different practices and do this do that regardless of like what is happening to us and what the doctors say or something ultimately it's a medical condition but like yeah treatment <laughs> is completely medical is like <laughs> like even 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 like if we get the right treatment then people will be like okay well, they did that puja that's why like you get got better not because of the medicines <laughs> and stuff <laughs> yeah no truth Yeah. and like uh, i think like we uh, like i want to talk about this a bit also kumudini you said that volunteering helped you a bit right so and tanya you also like yeah. i do recent post about volunteering so like, did you find like volunteering helped with your mental health? like it's a bit off topic but like there's a similarity so yeah definitely because uh, i just wanted to stay away from all these dramas so once i reached my like marriageable age like uh, pressure started getting more and uh, like it was very like i i couldn't tell my parents also like see you just leave me al- uh, alone like how i want i i i'll think about that at least it is still that uh, it used to get a lot worse and a lot of arguments and all so i just wanted to stay away from home and so i just wanted to keep myself busy with uh, these things that's how i found volunteering interesting so i just started like with the very few things and that that really made my day like at least being with those kids where i used to teach or uh, any other causes which i worked for i started meeting so many other people and especially with vfc we used to get to go to specially able kids uh, uh, schools and all so there i used to feel oh, like even with so much of mess like still these kids are so happy with their lives and uh their company used to like help me to co- forget all those uh, whatever dramas were happening with my life and i started meeting people and i started interacting more i started networking with such people like that's how i got to meet danya asman foundation the passion show for uh, different disabled people and all when i started hearing their stories and <coughs> it it started motivating me in such and like i used to feel like <laughs> whatever i'm like facing it's like nothing like this is how people are actually facing these challenges and still they are happy so i started uh, inculcating in my life and whatever like uh, however I, uh, i i made a statement right before like just try to help whoever is in need and that's how you can just be happy within yourself so i started believing in that and i started advocating for adoption and i just wanted to keep myself busy and like so many opportunities opened up for me mm-hmm. just not work apart from that during the weekends and that's how even people started recognizing me like whenever i used to post see these stuffs on my stories and facebook or on my whatsapp statuses and people started recognizing me like okay this girl is really doing something worth and yeah that's how my life changed from there on yeah i i like definitely relate i think for me it was it made it easier to ignore what other people were saying cuz i was so focused on doing good things and in my head i felt like i was a good person i haven't 
done this to myself I haven't made myself ill um and I think what like you said when you keep yourself busy you have you don't have the time to think all these negative things instead you're thinking kind of the positive things and you meet so many people who are doing amazing things um and you you see what other people are living with and I guess that kind of shows you that if they can do it then I can definitely do it and Kumudini like uh, like we talked about all of this family and stuff so like when you, like you said right like when you become marriageable age even that is like <laughs> I don't know <laughs> like yeah. that's different so like how was that experience like uh, like I, you have wrote a, wrote a bit about yeah. it also like can you tell us more about that yeah definitely uh see once you reach that age like one like uh and especially in my family like people start getting married by 20 22 and all like immediately after finishing their uh, college or such so like it was a lot of pressure on me as well like why you not like uh, and yeah there was a lot of restriction to speak to the guy and i was very much sure that i'll be telling him like whenever like that first interaction happened that this is what i'm undergoing and this is and yeah it's just not to fear that person, but at least to let that person know like what is what my life is. So, but my parents or my relatives were totally against that. And they didn't want to want me to even speak to that person. They just wanted to tell, like, uh, yeah, even if something if they are like they had instructed me to tell that, yeah, I'm taking some pills because of stomachache, that's it, and you're not <laughs> going to tell anything beyond that. And this yeah. was like, why did the stomach exist that much? No, no. <laughs> not at all happening but uh yeah that's where i had to become even more rebellion and i started telling like uh whenever we had any interaction or anything i used to boldly tell like many girls used to ask me like especially in the ibd fraternity like how can you even tell that like uh, how could you bring that uh, conversation itself for me it was very easy because i was very uh, particular about that that is what i'll be telling and if that goes fine with him then yeah, we'll take the next steps. But yeah, initially yeah, I used to face a lot of rejections and yeah, it did uh, hurt me and uh, like uh, had a different effect on my mental health as well. But still I was like, I, I, I didn't want to take that um, risk as well because you know, like how we undergo, like, I don't know, like how my day will be like, if I, it, sometimes it will be good and sometimes because of the pain, it will be totally ruined. So uh, those pressure and all like whenever I used to go and see outside like, maybe maybe my sisters as well the pressure they undergo maybe for a child or the management of family uh, it was like something not happening with me I wanted uh, like all these years I've already suffered a lot and I didn't want to mess up in future as well knowingly at least these were something which was not in my hand but marriage is something in my hand right like why should I mess with that that was my attitude and that was a very strong thing which I I took forward and uh, yeah, that's why I didn't want to take any sort of risk. And yeah, even when uh, people used to ask me, maybe my friends or anyone, like they used to tell me like, uh, they were only concerned about like, yeah, are you fear, fearful about the intimacy or are you feared about not getting uh, pregnant or anything? But uh, see, uh, when it comes to marriage, just that is not the concern. Like everyone only targets that. Yeah, if that is not your concern, then why so that is marriage in India, like marriage. babies and <laughs> that's so, yeah. yeah, yeah, just the babies. 
are you fearing for that? that that was the only concern which people had and then every even my friend used to tell why do you want to tell openly about that why it's nothing like i have seen you with me like you stay so normal why do you want to tell that but they don't know like what is happening within me right mm-hmm. what kind of uh, pressure i am un- undergoing like to be normal so yeah. Yeah. this was the stuff which and like it has been like you said like a marriageable age is 22 like you know so like you are now 31 and like like do you get like any comments now or like what's like what sort how do uh, people talk to you maybe about? till my yeah till my 28 age i think all these comments regularly used to come and people used to tell my parents like see you are not uh, concerned about her marriage and yeah even they forced me a lot and there were a lot of arguments and at one point of time i had to leave my house and also go and stay in a pg because of this torture uh, then finally even they started thinking i even i felt like yeah it's my responsibility to educate my parents first then going and educating people uh, outside so i still slowly started telling see these are the thing like if such thing happen like how will i be able to manage in that person's house if he's not able to accept me like the way i am so slowly that is where it's all started first education was with my parents so then they left it to me they left a choice with me like whenever you feel comfortable whenever you think and if you show somebody yes this is the person whom i want to get married yes we will definitely get you married and yeah be happy with whatever you're doing and that's when my volunteering uh, activities also started like they were pretty happy with whatever i was doing and i was doing good at my uh, career as well at office also i used to get good uh, appreciations so when everything was going smoothly just the, just because of marriage i didn't want to have that black tag on me so yeah it it all stopped there and now people are just accepting me the way i am and they know like how much ever Uh, suggestions or comments they make i'll not take it and i have like a written uh, comment for them so it all stopped that and yeah now especially after this pandemic though like everyone are like minding their own businesses now i think tania <laughs> <laughs> how's it like in england like with your social life do you feel like people comment on like who you date or like all those things like relationship stuff I mean I'm significantly younger than you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so that plays one factor. But I yeah. mean when I think about it I'm like yeah how am I going to sit down and explain to someone that I've got these issues and what if like it was amazing and then I tell them and they're just different like they just don't want to I mean it is a worry in the back of my head like my parents are very understanding my parents are like find whoever you want as long as they're indian <laughs> um so in that sense i'm very lucky but i think personally i worry like what am i going to do if i can't find someone who um i get along with but also accepts me for who i am or what if i can't have kids or fertility issues down the line or what if my health gets worse when i'm older and they don't like that then mm-hmm. what happens yeah i think like that is the like even like my biggest concern is like what happens like when i can't handle this these things myself mm-hmm. like how is their image of me going to change and 
things like even if even if like someone says to me that i can accept you i always have this thing that like they they haven't seen the worst right like you're looking me at my best mm-hmm. and what happens when you have to face the worst like we like i don't know i i i once wrote a poem like like if just imagine okay like i'm walking on a road and like suddenly my my ostomy pouch just fails and like there is like stool all over all over my body like nobody will come to help me like people will run away just because of the smell and like i don't want that thing happening privately like in my life like mm-hmm. yes, something happens and then like the person who told me that i can accept you like gets disgusted with me or like they are in a situation that they can't handle and then they feel like you know like even even if for a split second like even if they manage to overcome it even if for a split second or a minute they think like that like i think for that minute it will be very embarrassing and like like i won't be able to take like take that kind of feeling that okay like they are thinking that they made a mistake or something i think like that like in that moment i'll i'll feel very dehumanized mm-hmm. so like like yeah that's why like i stay away from all these things but i think like just like with komodni like i think that marriage place thing like that like that's a lot of pressure on girls in like our indian societies like once you are 22 23 like just like I, there was a girl who got married at 19 like in my school <laughs> wow. yeah yeah she's yeah. in fact even my sisters were married at 1920 wow um, yeah. i could not get imagine getting married now <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah. I feel like also it's the fact that you feel like even if they do accept you now you're going to be living in fear of like what if that changes and I think it makes you feel like inferior to the other person. Yeah, yeah I think that I, that's my biggest fear like even if I meet someone who says that okay I can accept you like what if one day that changes suddenly or like some incident like some bad things happen happen and like they are not able to cope up with it or something because like because i have seen the, those things like i stayed for like 2 years in in a government hospital and i have literally seen everything like absent positive and negative both things like there were husbands abandoning their wives there were husbands who were there for their wives there were wives abandoning their husbands there were wives who were there for their husbands so like it's like both things happen but like it's difficult to just focus on that you know like again positive thing that okay this will not happen with me you don't know that you you can't predict that like right now that person is saying that you know they like you and down the line what happens like and like with males in india like it's still like i think it's easy to hide stuff about males like with females like i think even like from the boys side like people like they inquire about all this like, like baby stuff and all those things like how even, even even if the girls is like okay stomach there is some stomach issue then i think the boy side will like groom side will like start like researching like what exactly mm-hmm. it is like, even like a uh, small yeah. stomach, what exactly back the fertility or like pregnancy because i think like marriage like marriage pregnancy khatam <laughs> like that's cycle of life in our society <laughs> grow up marry no, make it, it does happen like this as well yeah <laughs> i think it's like it does happen like this yeah. when like 
that person even somebody even uh, agrees to get married like we don't want somebody somebody to just show some sympathy on us and get married like yeah as you told like they have never seen our worst phase it's just mm-hmm. because like maybe some go to some prayer or maybe even they think like they are already especially in our uh, the community they feel like when they cross 30 like they have to get married as for yeah. boys like otherwise like uh, they'll have the, these uh, infertility issues and stuff and like <laughs> and when they reach that saturation point they feel like anybody who's available yeah this i'll just get married that kind and because of the societal pressure they just want to show that yeah this person is married and with that all those ceremonies and stuff and due to such pressure of people will, will come and they just agree like that oh, okay it's fine with me or something but they haven't seen the worst phase what we undergo on a daily basis or anything so it's quite risky to actually just agree without any thought or uh, just because of some pressure mm-hmm. yeah i think in indian society even if the man has fertility issues they will always blame the woman and then imagine you have a chronic illness is like even yeah. worse um so it's just like you just know that um it's going to be your fault even if it's not yeah yeah and i think like this marriage thing is also like tied to self worth like if you are if 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 you don't get married by then 30 to like you can't even find a girl or like 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 you are not a person like <laughs> you are something is there is something like very deeply wrong with you or like yeah suddenly like you become like a inferior mm-hmm. person like if if you can't marry like by certain age mm-hmm. like yeah there's like True. yeah like you are made to feel inferior because like you wouldn't find a bride or like wouldn't find a groom by a certain age mm-hmm. yeah what i used i want to suggest everyone who is seeing this is like yeah just open up and speak out whatever you are undergoing otherwise nobody will understand what you want to actually convey and they haven't seen the worst phase of us so even when my relatives were like very uh like they started telling me like why do you want to do all these things why do you want to tell people whoever comes so i just started telling like made me my mom's brother or my dad's sisters whoever used to give me suggestions i just used to tell like if the same thing happens with you like if you if your son uh, finds a proposal and if that girl happens to be like that will you after marriage will you be uh, seeing her in the same sense like how you actually wanted so that's how i started making them realize what this actually is and uh, it's not just about like okay once once the marriage is done it's not over that's how life starts for us right people your mm-hmm. thing like once marriage is done like they'll not have any problem they can't speak out and they have to like think that is their karma and they have to move on so that's not the thing like the whole life is ruined for both the people or even the whole family in that case so we have to speak out otherwise it's very wrong to conceal this uh, information and uh, get married because of the societal pressure yeah and like i think like none of us are married yet but i think ma- after marriage it becomes even more difficult to speak out like especially for women like it becomes even more difficult to speak out so like i i i had seen this one woman at aims like what was happening like she just got married 
and then she got diagnosed with this condition and then like she had to get surgery like ostomy surgery and actually she talked about this to my mom like because my mom was older and i think like she felt comfortable in confiding so like the first time i saw them like her husband was there and like it, it was nice like he was supportive and all that thing but like after she got the operation done and the next time like when she came for follow up she told my mom that like 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 he's not treating her the way like he used to treat her and like intimacy has decreased and like she suddenly feels like you know like a separate part of the like not even a part of the family and like not even his wife so like i and like yeah she can't tell tell these things to anyone and like she used to manage her ostomy alone everything like she used to manage everything alone and her husband has just suddenly like stopped caring like what's happening with her or like helping her with anything so like i think after marriage like it's even more difficult for women and like i know kumudni like you are running that running a group of like women with ibd like do you have anything like whatever i think like it would be difficult for them to say publicly but like anything like that you exactly. can say on their um, behalf they shy away from people because like uh, of being judged like what people think even if it is a group of ibd people it's a ibd fraternity they shy because like what people might think and if some known person is there and what uh, if they start uh, judging by those statements like there's a lot of fear like because um, they are uh, uh, like made to live in such kind of a suffocating environment where they they don't just do fear to speak out anything out of that even like maybe even in the group as well though it's a closed group and women's group and a safe place still people find it hard to open up like whatever they are undergoing and just because it's a very few in number they think okay and when somebody else is raises the same issue that times people start relating with it and they start uh, opening out like yeah this is what even i had faced and it's really and they don't have any solution actually they just keep on digging like what yeah. could be the solution because they are married already and they can't come out of it and they, the whole life they think like it's just gone and i'm just a slave of the other person and he has like a mostly married me and giving me a life that kind of a behavior is there so they're just accepting that yes this is how my life will be even in the future i just have to accept the other person's commands and live silently without even speaking out and few had expressed that they don't even have proper friends to speak out because like we usually cancel our plans very often and we don't know like even when we hang out with other friends if they go to a pizza corner or uh, somewhere uh, rest any sort of restaurant or bars like it will be very difficult for them to eat those food so if they carry food with them like how people will judge them and start making giving comments like uh why you are like this or anything of that sort so uh they hesitate to even uh, come out of that comfort zone and start making friends with outer people uh, outside people as well so there's a lot of stigma attached to this mental health as well and physical health as well it's just not yeah. about mental health sometimes like uh you just can't open up even with a therapist i feel if somebody is like so restricted Like yeah, just like just burning it inside or within themselves. Yeah. Yeah. In India, like, with marriages, like, most of the 
and like like everything is like tied to the husband like i think like they almost lose their freedom so they can't get out even like divorce is stigmatized so like divorce is not an option and after like kids and everything like about jobs and like how they'll sustain themselves i think and even society like like a woman like who's living separately like a sing like a single mother or something like i don't think like most of our society accepts maybe in urban areas like there is in some areas there's some acceptance but i think mostly it's like people like yeah think of this in a negative way that like she's al- living alone from her husband and like so i don't think that they will have like anyone will have the guts to like and yeah like they are ill right and yeah i think like their survival gets tied to like the husband like i whatever i have observed so like that's why they feel i think that that's why like it's very difficult for them to come out of that situation where they're like feeling hellish every day but they can't escape that like they have to just put up with it yeah and i know tanya like you are a social rebel <laughs> like, <laughs> like, even with me like 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 i have made that kind of feel like to avoid everything like this <laughs> just think 10 times before saying something to me but like yeah what other things do you face like I mean I feel like I've always thought this even before us chronically oh that Indian society is just so backwards everything is stigmatized everything is commented on and I think I've always been like rebellious against that in the first place um so then with the chronic illness it just makes me not care even more um I just think it's dumb people it, like Indian people care too much about other people than they do themselves they live for other people um <laughs> so yeah like if anyone is watching this just do whatever you want to do people are going to people are going to gossip anyways so yeah. just do it <laughs> but do you feel like difficult balancing that thing because like i know we like we indian people like we have a tendency to want to like preserve our culture and everything and stuff but like yeah, you are born in england like everything yeah, you have english friends and everything so like like do you feel any difficulty in like i don't know maintaining some balance or like do you feel any pressure of like doing things the indian way or something like that like i don't know how's 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 that thing for you um, like i think it must be some unique experience like yeah i've had a lot of people tell me like indian friends are like you belong in india like you're too traditional whatever um i don't really i don't really think like the societal norms should be part of the culture like i embrace everything but the negative of it cuz you know people are religious in india but then gossip so much um it's just contradictory um sometimes i feel like am i upsetting maybe my parents or something but at the end of the day they just say do what makes you happy um i can't help but talk back at people <laughs> but that's just you know no one knows what i'm dealing with other than me so don't comment if you don't know <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i think like that's the most difficult thing to like convince people to do that <laughs> yeah but do you think like generation wise that has changed a bit mm-hmm. like, yeah 
more in the old, older generation than like in our generation. Oh yeah, I think our generation, even in India, stands up to what's right and wrong a lot more than the older generation. Um, and younger people are actually starting to live their own lives and not for other people. So it's definitely changing. And I think whether you're in India or in the West, the older generation have no choice but to just accept it. Kumudri, like, do you feel the same? Like, have you observed like any change, like generational change in attitude? Definitely, definitely, yes. See, once I started uh, meeting more people and started mingling out with more people around, I started to see a different pattern itself. Like how we are like just telling that India is a very stigmatized country. But no, there are a few people who actually make you realize that, no, this is not the way it is. Yes, we do accept the way you are. That I saw in my volunteering team. They they have started like maybe some 10 years back and they have been like raising their voice through the campaigns uh, around mental health or accepting people or adoption or anything. So that's where even I started realizing, no, it's not just people who just come in. There are a few people who are trying to educate people to be more uh, empathetic and compassionate to such uh, people who are like differently abled or maybe who are undergoing some kind of a trauma. Uh, it just says like we just have to accept this ourselves however we are whatever we the pain we are undergoing or anything we just have to endure it and maybe that will lead to some regeneration because if i had not undergone all these stuffs i wouldn't be a person who i am today maybe even i would have got married by the age of 20 and i would have been a slave in somebody's house so this is how it has changed me that's how i think it is. <laughs> There's a lot of change and uh, yeah, people have to accept themselves like however they are like stigma is something like even my 14 uh, year niece started coming, it came to me and she told that uh, uh, she's very inferior about the, her body structure, like people do body shaming and all because she's a little oversight for her age. So stigma is there everywhere, but only thing we have to tell them to accept them however they are and just try their best to overcome that. But it just not, it's not their fault, right? Being uh, dark complexioned or having any sort of uh, uh, irregular stuff. We, we just have to educate them to accept however they are and also educate them to accept people, whoever that, like they are. Especially these things have to happen in school age itself so that there are more acceptance to it. And it goes straight into their mind. That's what I believe. That's how uh, even therapies as well. My therapist, like whomever I've met, I've met at least some two, three therapists. Uh, whatever the first statement they come with is uh, self-love. We have mm -hmm. to love ourselves first, accept this ourselves first, and then only the outside world will accept however we are. So this is one thing which I always keep in my mind. And yes, this will definitely help us to see the perspective of the outer world as well. So. I think, like, like you said, your niece came to you with the same thing. Like, I think, like, there is generational change, but it is, yeah, I think it is kind of slow. Mm -hmm. But like, I think with stigma, it's like that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not a problem that will go up in like 5, 10, 20, 25 years. I think like, it, it will take many generations. Like, I think it's like, it, it's evolution kind. It's related to evolution. <laughs> you have to be mentally and like, 
we have to evolve in that sense like like uh, yeah. first people have to understand that like it's not our fault then people have to like understand how like not to say all these things and i think these things will take a lot of time and like till then we have to like continue speaking up and like mm-hmm. continue having such discussions yeah yeah we have yeah. to speak out that's what i i want to suggest everyone we have to speak out even i told my niece that itself yes this is not your fault but you have to tell others like this is not your fault right so only when we educated the people around us they'll also come to an understanding otherwise they don't know what we are undergoing and what our life is unless and until they come and stand in our shoes only then they can actually empathize or connect with whatever we are undergoing so it's on our duty it's our duty to tell let people know what exactly we are undergoing or what is it or anything which they are like thinking in the wrong sense it's our duty to correct them it's not just being silent and taking whatever taunts they are giving yeah. at least at that age i'm very happy that by 14 she came and she told me like this is what is happening but if i remember my teenage i never used to speak out with anyone i was like just suffering with and so this is how at least some sort of change has to happen and it is happening i feel yeah tania any final words <laughs> Yeah no I agree speak out cuz us saying stuff now will help people in the future future generations um it will take time it's an entire like you're reeducating everything everyone's already learned um i we can't expect anyone to understand if we don't speak up so yeah speak up <laughs> yeah. yeah i think like what komodli said like it's about like yeah if you can then like i think it's kind of your duty to do this thing because if you don't then will like people like you will suffer like there is all there will always be someone like you and like however much you wish that this would not have happened all the time like there there will be always be someone suffering like you so i think yeah it's our duty to like make sure or at least try that those things don't happen to anyone else Yeah I think that's a good point to <laughs> end and thank you Tanya thank you Kumudin and I figured I out a good ending like to... Yeah yeah go on No we never know like somebody would have been seeing us and as an inspiration to speak out Yeah so we have to speak yeah. out Yeah Yeah So with that we'll end and this will be available on Tanya's podcast so go to her podcast and listen to this conversation and previous conversations and we are on YouTube as well so like share and subscribe <laughs> Yeah and we'll see you soon another time Yeah <laughs> Chalo bye everyone bye thank you thank you all